What's up, Camp Believers? Podcast host Desi here. Uh, okay, so this episode, I mean, just like all the others, the people that I have on are, are people that I really look up to, whether it's from a mentorship standpoint or whether it's that we have shared the same space or one in this case, and I think this is a prime example of someone that I really, really look up to from the standpoint of intentionality. So with our episode today, we have uh, Jason McCleary on here, who has been a phenomenal friend of mine, uh, has been a client of mine, and I felt like giving him an opportunity to tell his story a little bit more because the guy created uh, a phenomenal podcast, so the Epic Dad podcast, and when we first connected, I actually landed on his show, and it was one of the first podcasts that I ever did. And if I'm being perfectly frank, he's one of the big reasons why I wanted to start a project like this. But after having conversations with him, and then about a year later, him reaching out to work with me, I've just been able to see such a tremendous amount of growth. And it pointed back to creating a new identity, and it pointed back to creating new habits so that you can go do that next scary thing. And I think Jason epitomizes what it looks like to, to do uncomfortable things and to really lean into the type of identity that you want to have, not only in your life or in your family's life, but in the life of others, your community, the things that you throw yourselves into from the standpoint of passion projects. So there's just so much about Jason's story that I felt like epitomizes the hero's journey. So uh, I'm sure you're going to really love, love this episode and just also something to keep in mind, uh, we just launched our first online course, so the 20-Day Cheat Code Towards Health and Happiness. One of the things that has been incredibly flooring to me to, to see is some of the outpouring of people wanting or needing some sort of catalyst. So if as a listener, if you're listening to this right now and you feel like something just isn't right and maybe you're not ready for mentorship or coaching, but an online program might be something that you can start with. This is why I created that. You know, we're working at habit forming and habit building and to help you to create a new identity within yourself so that you can show up as your healthiest, happiest, and highest self. Okay, so I hope you all enjoy the episode. I know I enjoyed recording it. Jason, you are the motherfucking man. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Enjoy the episode. Yo, what up? You've heard how every superhero has their origin story, right? Well, welcome to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. I am your host, Desi Abeda. I'm a high-performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high-performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, Can't Believe I Made It. Enjoy the episode. Jason freaking McCleary. What's up, dude? <laughs> hey, Des. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for a lot of reasons, Jason. Um, mostly because it's an incredible pleasure to have you uh, on the, the Can't Believe pod. But I also am so damn thankful for you. And I think I've mentioned this to you in other ways. But to my podcast friends and family, uh, this is the first time that they're hearing this. Because yours was, I think, the very first podcast that I stepped foot on. Um, <laughs> and we've joked about this on your pod, actually, yeah. about going back and listening. And like, 
I think there's probably some cringe moments for both of us. Uh, <laughs> but we're just trying to like, we're just trying to like work it out and just trying to connect as dads and whatnot. But right? dude, this yeah. is, uh, this feels so good to have you on mine. Obviously I've been on yours a couple of times, but uh, welcome to yeah, the podcast, man. my friend. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's about time you invited me on since, you know, you've been on twice <laughs> mine. So appreciate it though. No, man, I'm, I'm uh, incredibly honored that you, you uh, invited me on. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, it's a uh, pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Um, so Jason, uh, each and every time that I jump on with the guests, like I will, I will always do an intro, but I never do the people justice. I feel like <laughs> in the moment it's like, it like, all right, I think I covered a really good, uh, kind of intro for people to get interested in the pot and to keep listening. But then I find out when people actually introduce themselves, it's so much better than mine. So <laughs> So, Jason, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our uh, pod friends and family over here with the Can't Believe I Made It podcast, uh, and then we'll we'll start diving into some of the big things and reasons why I wanted you on this podcast, man. Yeah, I guess um, you know the first thing I identify myself is as a, a family man. You know, I'm a, a husband, I'm a father of three kids. Uh, I've been married to my wife now for so we just celebrated our 16 year anniversary. Um, mm -hmm been together for almost 18 now, but, uh, you know, I also, um, coach dads who have been, you know, really successful in business in some way or another, but they're having problems getting lost in, in their kind of personal lives, whether it's, you know, wanting to create better relationships with their wife or, or kids, or just become an all around, you know, epic human, uh, as I like to say. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the long and the short of it. I love it. Well, that kind of brings me into one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on. Uh, you and I have obviously shared not only this podcast space together, but also life, uh, development, business, uh, health, yeah, all of these yeah. things together as, as me being your esteemed, uh, <laughs> very, very grateful and thankful mentor and coach. Uh, but that we've gotten to share a couple spaces in that, Jason. And I and I kind of wonder, obviously, with these guest uh, appearances, we've been really diving into people's heroes' journeys. You know, what makes them different? What makes them grateful? And what and and really what makes them appreciative of their own process? Mm -hmm. And so, I'm wondering, Jason, if we can kind of just dive right in and you know allow our pod listeners and our pod family to get to know you and. And to and to find solace in your story, so um, <laughs> I would love to start with uh, what have been some of the most defining moments in your life that have kind of gotten you where you are today. And obviously, we'll 100% dive into the pod and the excitement around that. But before we get there, uh, let's let's give something our listeners can like. Oh, that's super interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, um, you know, the biggest kind of turning point in in my life over the past, I don't know, 10 years or so has been, you know, I, I work in, worked in corporate for 15 plus years at a normal cubicle job kind of thing. And and I just don't, uh, you know, I never really found any real, you know, love of that. There wasn't any passion. There wasn't any reasoning for me going there other than just to pay the bills. Yeah. And I've, you know, probably five or six years ago now, you know, I, I found myself in this kind of really depressive, depressive state. And, you know, I'd get really anxious whenever time I had to go to work. And, and there were plenty of times when I was halfway to work and, and just like, I can't do it today and turn around and, <laughs> and go home and call in sick. Um, yeah. I just, 
you know, it, I just felt kind of lost and in, in, in this rut, like, and I'm, and on top of that, I felt a little bit guilty about it too. Cause I have, you know, an amazing wife and amazing kids. Um, you know, the job pays pretty well, you know, it, it, you know, it wasn't that I was destitute or anything like that. It was like, I was in a good space, but I, I always felt like there could be so much more. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of that too is when, <laughs> When uh, we got pregnant with my my oldest, who just turned fifteen uh, last week, which is crazy to me, um, that is nice. You know, by I, the way, <laughs> it is right. I, but, I put on a bunch yeah. of weight, um, you know, as as dads do. I guess it's kind of the uh, the sympathy weight, if you will. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a very real thing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you'll you'll miss that this time, dads. But oh, congratulations, by the way. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. And, and, it, and the funny thing is too, is when, uh, Becky, my wife, um, we finally had our, our daughter, she went on this tear and lost, you know, all of the, the baby weight and, and none of it came off of me. Like it just stayed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then along with the kind of reckoning of the job and everything. I was like, all right, I need to do something to take control of, of the direction of my life to be a little bit more intentional. And I guess health was kind of the first thing that I really wanted to take a crack out because I felt like I control it the most. Uh, so that's when I started working with you. Um, you know, you really helped me bring out all the the habits and create these habits. And, and not only that, but and we've spoken about this many times, but like creating that new identity that had to be created in yeah. order to have those habits become, you know, well, habits, but, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know, it was just, um, something about that whole process of working with you and, 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 <laughs> and, you know, we joke a, a couple of times that, you know, put on my application that I'm not running and, and now I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I consider myself a runner. Uh, signed up for a you know half marathon in a couple of months. Hopefully my my current injury will will be over by then. But um, yeah, and, and that whole space just really wanted me to help other dads and you know move out of that kind of lost or stuck point in that kind of I don't want to say mediocre life, but you know they're they're kind of settling for okay instead yeah. of trying to go for something spectacular epic uh in, in that way so yeah, yeah. You, you know it's you mentioned something and and oh my god i completely resonate with it you know i i attribute it to and, and i'm sure for our listeners out there and, and i'm sure jason you've seen this in some type of content but like they talk about the sunday scaries have you heard mm. that Mm -hmm. the, yeah, like kind of getting geared up for another work week uh, yeah. that is just sucking the life out of you. And a lot of overwhelming <clears throat> anxiety kind of prompts you getting there. And what you were describing as you were like driving and then sometimes <laughs> like turning around, I've <laughs> I've been there, too. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> it's such a debilitating like feeling. And and I wonder for you had had you always struggled with anxiety like where do you think that comes from <clears throat> yeah that's a good question i don't <clears throat> excuse me I, I don't think i ever in the past i don't remember feeling anxiety a lot or depression uh i would say mm -hmm. the first time i kind of felt it 
you know, looking back, I was actually on another podcast a few weeks ago, and this kind of came up too. He's talking about uh, postpartum depression in men. And, you know, it's like, ah, I think one in 10 men are actually uh, diagnosed with it or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact number, but it's, it's a lot yeah. more common than you would think. Um, and I kind of felt that too, like, uh, you know, in a way it was like, I, I don't really know what to do. I don't think it came out the same as like my wife, uh, suffered from postpartum depression and those kind of things. Yeah. It wasn't like debilitating in that way. Like I could get out and do things. Um, but I just felt like a, a little bit of an overwhelm and, and just wanting to be, you know, everything I could be and still feeling that I was failing on almost every level, uh, as a yeah. dad, as a husband, you know, even, even work, you, you know, I wasn't doing my best at that. And so all of that kind of came into, and, and yeah, the Sunday scaries, I, I totally resonate with that. My, um, my wife would always see that on Sundays, I was just like crabby as I'll get out. <laughs> and she's like, all right, we got to do something about this. Cause it, it, just, it just doesn't work. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me, especially in the last, I would say probably five or six years when, when that, when that hit a high point, it, it really expressed itself, uh, outwardly, I guess I should say in yeah. a more of a, like an agitated state. I was, I was always crabby. It was easily, uh, kind of get upset with the kids or short with the kids, which is not my normal behavior. I'm very laid back and, and go with the flow kind of, kind of guy. Mm -hmm. But, um, I would get into these, yeah, those rhythms where it was just, you know, nothing, nothing seemed to be going the right way. And I couldn't figure out how to get it, get myself out of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy too. Cause I, like I said, I really resonate with like the Sunday scaries that you were describing because obviously this whole podcast is about the hero's journey. Right. And I'm sure that you and I have talked about the work of Joseph Campbell. And if our listeners <clears throat> out there, if you want a really good documentary, uh, finding Joe is probably the the first time that I started seeing what we see in film, what we see in, in anything when it's describing the hero's journey, mm -hmm. it speaks something really deep and prophetic, uh, into your soul that when you're not on the right path, like, you know, there's something about it. You may not know exactly what it is, but you know, that something isn't right. So like Jason, for you, as you were experiencing that, and I'm sure it, it wasn't the only time going to work. I'm sure a lot of it was possibly while you were in work at times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what sort of messages or what, like the greatness within you, like, what do you think it was saying? <clears throat> That's a good question. I think the thing that came up to me almost always was there has to be a lot more to this than, than there is, right. There's, there's gotta be something yeah. better that, that I can do to not only help me and my family, but find some way to actually be of service to the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was the biggest part is, is I just felt like I was not living up to my potential in, mm -hmm. in pretty much any, any sense of the word. Um, you yeah. know, I, I was very happy with, you know, I'm happy with my marriage, happy with my kids, happy with the house and family, like I said. And, but there's always this part of me is like, am I going all in? What does it look like to go all in? Is it, is it even possible yeah. for me to get that kind of motivation behind me to go all in? Yeah. Which is a harsh realization, right? Because I, I, I have, 
I've experienced this in my life. You and I have had plenty of conversations in any of our mentorship calls or just sharing this space. Um, go, going all in is is a very vulnerable process. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, my, my therapist is like, it's like a constant thing. Like every other week when we chat, like there's, it, it comes out, you know, he and he's like, hey, like I need you to like go out and, and be naked. Right. And not like literally, obviously, <laughs> I get arrested, <laughs> like, but he always encourages me to be like, hey, I need you to like go be vulnerable in these certain situations, because right now what you're doing is not that. And I feel like what you're saying right there, Jason, is like the ultimate like being naked where it's like, well, what does it look like to truly go all in? And I, and yeah. I wonder if you could shed some light on what sort of messages or things have come up during that process? Because you're the beautiful thing about you right now is you're currently in it. You are currently going all in. So <laughs> I, I'm wondering if you can shed some light for our listeners out there about like what sort of things you do tell yourself, good, bad, or indifferent. <clears throat> I think at the start it was, it was difficult because I looked at, you know, the things that I was doing, and obviously my, like I said, my wife and I had been together at that point, probably 15 or 16, well, been together about 15 years or so. So, you know, everybody has a certain kind of image of who, well, I should say, I have an image of what I think my wife has an image of me, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to try and step away from what you think they think you are what you think they think you think you are <laughs> anyway <laughs> i get it <laughs> uh anyway you know so it was really hard to, to do that a little bit because it was a lot of things that i started to do like like the running and like you know really paying paying attention to my health and and um building up confidence and stuff like that it wasn't things that i had had been doing in the past you know 10 or, or 12 years or whatever and so that was a little bit scary to see, you know, if, if I make these changes, how is that going to reflect upon, you know, my wife and kids? How are they going to see me? What are they going to think if I start doing something completely outside of the realm of my, you know, corporate job? How are my friends from, from that work going to see me? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that, a lot of that came into play still does a little bit. Um, but I think what really clicked for me is deciding that it wasn't, it wasn't just about me. It was about the people that I wanted to help. Like I want to help dads break out of, you know, this kind of okay life and, and yeah, really let them see the things that I have, I have worked within myself to create over the last few years. And once I started looking at, those actions as more of a service-based kind of thing, like all of the other stuff just started to fall into place. I'm not saying I don't still have imposter syndrome from time to time and, and, yeah. you know, procrastinate on, on doing things that, that you tell me to do. Uh, <laughs> reels. Wait, you, you, uh, not you, man. <laughs> I don't procrastinate on anything. Um, but it, but the recovery time of that is, is I think a lot faster than it used to be. And, and that's, that's actually a good point too, is, is I still have, you know, depressive days or, or few days, but I've been able to, I've been able to, to notice them a lot faster, uh, than in the past. And then, 
over the years, I've kind of, you know, jotted little notes about what kind of things helped me to get out of those states. And then, and I'm able to, you know, bring those into play. If I notice that I'm, I'm all right, I've, I've been in a really bad place for a few days. We really need to work this out and see what's going on and, and how we can get out of it. Um, yeah. So I'm able to recognize that and, and get out of it a lot faster than I was in the past. So. I mean, that's something that I've seen since you and I started working together. I think the first time that you and I connected kind of a little bit more in this space of getting some mentorship around your habits and your health and your mental health and everything was probably around this time last year, correct? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I correct? Yeah. It was about a year ago we started working together. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the major thing that I said to you is that I don't want to create I don't want to have another day, another New Year's resolution of the exact same resolution that I did every year. And in that time, it was just get healthy or lose weight. It's probably just lose yeah. weight is, is the whole theory. Um, but along with that was, you know, once 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 I started taking control of the health stuff and really just. And we've talked about this before too, is like, it's not even weight to me anymore. It's just like creating the habits that are healthy and, and keep me in a good space mentally and physically. Uh, but once I've pushed yeah. that into like the health realm, you know, I've been able to, to move some of that theory and I guess, you know, habit building, if you will, into other areas of my life too, with whether it be, you know, my marriage or relationship with the kids uh, or, or whatever it might be. So, yeah, but yeah, it's been, it's been a, a phenomenal year. I've, I've attribute uh, a lot to you, Des. So, so thank you. Hey, um, I'm happy to be along for the ride. dude. <laughs> <laughs> if we're, if we're talking the hero's journey, I, I would say you're my Yoda, but I think you're more like Obi-Wan man. So we'll, we'll stay with that. Hey, I love, Hey, I told you about this, right? Like I refuse watching Star Wars, like my most, like most of my adult life and my wife and their family are huge Star Wars people. So I finally oh, yeah. watched them all the way through, uh, <laughs> this past year, I started watching them during the pandemic and I just like fell in love because it was all like Joseph Campbell type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so being Obi-Wan man is like the ultimate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's been nice to find, you know, a, a mentor that um, I think the biggest reason or one of the biggest reasons that I, that I reached out to you is because, you know, I had you on my podcast. Jeez, it's been probably close to three years now. Uh, I think it was yeah, 2019. Yeah. You were my, yeah. you were my second guest ever on, on my podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that conversation we had, there was a lot of, um, a lot of values that we shared, you know, the family men and, and those kind of things that, that really, you know, wanted me or connected me to you and wanted me to reach out to you as far as, you know, looking into that mentorship kind of role. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people are kind of missing. They, especially guys, I think, especially guys try to do a lot of things on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be strong or the, the lone wolf or whatever it might be. And, try and power through difficulties without seeking help, not even necessarily from their significant other. I think for me, I, I definitely felt the need to kind of hide uh, how I was feeling to, to my wife um, just because I knew that she had had, you know, de depressive pro uh, problems with depression in the past and, and those kind of things. And 
I didn't want to be a burden to, to throw yet another thing on top of that. Right. And I think yeah, that's what yeah. a lot of dads feel. And man, it was, that was one of the biggest things that, that I think helped me move out of that was just opening up to her and really letting her know how I was feeling and, you know, what, what was going on in my head and have her dispel some of the stories that I was even telling myself, like, I'm a terrible husband, I'm a terrible father, you know, she'd be like, uh, no, you're, you're fantastic. You're, you're here all the time and you support us and you're, you know, hold me when I need to be held and play with the kids yeah. all the time and they love you. But I, I just, it was at the point where I couldn't see a lot of that. So, you know, just opening it up uh, to her and then to, you know, people like yourself and and others who have your best interests at heart, right? They they really want to yeah. be able to help bring out the best in you. And and if you're holding it all in, you are depriving yourself the help you need, and you're also depriving somebody to to be able to help. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that part is special, Jason, especially with you. I mean that's. That's what, in, in my eyes, makes you a, a very special human being is that you're able to kind of take a take a step back and observe those things because those things aren't they're not easy to sit with. And yeah. you're absolutely right. Like having helped dads in, in, in other spaces on my end, um, there is this uh, this expectation and this generational bond almost of figure it out. Don't talk about it. No one cares. Uh, go provide. Uh, just yeah. Go go do those things, and and it's been part of my life's work. And this is where you and I really connect in this way. It's been part of my life's work to disband that bond and to encourage people to talk more because I've understood in my life with those generational bonds what it's done to the men in my family and how I really really want to change that. And I, Jason, I wonder for you, like, and I want to dive into the podcast because it's, it's such a, it's such a cool and beautiful concept, uh, that, you know, for, for listeners out there who obviously have a, a guy that they really, really cherish in their life, we want to make sure that you head over to this podcast. We'll make sure we put it in the show notes and everything, but I would love to Jason dive into the pod. And before we do, um, I'm, I'm wondering, you are one of the most intentional, people that I know, but even more so one of the most intentional dads and husbands that I know that I get to share uh, a friend space with. And so I, I've always wondered this. I don't think I've ever asked you, but it's a perfect time to do so because, <laughs> Hey, it's my podcast. Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was this a learned behavior? Like, tell me about your parents. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Actually. I, I don't know. My, my, my parents are, were amazing. They're, uh, they will be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary this year. So no small feat, man. Congratulations. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah for <laughs> sure. Um, they, uh, you know, I always felt, I always felt like they were very proud of me and, and basically never felt like I was being uh, told to do one thing or another. You know, I, I actually did a, a podcast uh, about a few things that I learned from my dad. And one of the biggest things was the ability to show people I love them without necessarily having to tell them. Um, yeah. cause I, I, you know, looking back, I don't, I can't remember a, a 
a particular time and I'm sure he did when I was younger, but I don't remember a particular time when my dad actually said, I love you, like the actual words. Yeah. But I always felt it like always. I never, I never once questioned it. Um, you know, he coached my uh, basketball team when I was little, he was at every game and, and, uh, you know, band practice and rehearsals and shows and, and all those kind of things. He was, he was there, but yeah, he was, he was never really, uh, an emotional guy. And I don't know that he was super intentional about things. Um, but it, it just kind of came natural to him to, to do those kind of things anyway. Um, my mom was a, a little bit more, you know, affectionate and those kind of things. But for me, I think, I think part of what I was kind of drifting through was, was that I was missing the intentionality, right? I was just kind of going along with whatever life was throwing at me. I would say even through, even through college and everything, like, uh, I started college at a college that was 10 minutes from my, my parents' house. So I lived with my parents and went to classes, you know, and then, uh, the girl I was dating at the time went to, uh, Illinois state. So I followed her, you know, and then we broke up shortly after, but, um, you know, I, I just kind of found my way to a particular, uh, major that I'm not doing, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, join the club. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Parks and Recreation, winning, yeah. winning major there. Um, <laughs> I, I love that show, by the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think what really kind of snapped me out of it is the idea that my my children are only here for a certain amount of time, or in the house, right? My yeah. oldest, like I said, my oldest is now 15. She's a freshman. She's looking at colleges already, which wow. scares the hell out of me. But uh, <laughs> the, you know, I, I really want to be able to, I want to be able to, one, spend time with them in a very intentional way and get to know them and be a part of their life. And even when they don't have to be a part of my life, still want to be a part of my life. And along with that, I also want to be a role model for them. You know, I want them to see that, okay, he tries to take care of himself in a, in a healthy way. He's not neurotic about it. You know, he still eats ice cream from time to time and, and all that <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. But, but the, the, you know, intentionality is, is something that's super important to me. I, I want to spend intentional time with my wife you know, I, that bond is, is super important. I think it's the most important relationship. Uh, you know, it's a little bit controversial, but even over your, your kids, I think the, the relationship that you have with your wife is, you know, so important to, re, to model to your children what that, you know, what love should look like and, and partnership and marriage and, and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, so I think it was, it was very intentional, <laughs> intentional uh yeah. outlook for me to be intentional about things so um yeah it, it, i don't think it came naturally it was just something i, I decided i really needed to to work at yeah. and uh, over time it's developed pretty well well i mean in those developing stages i would love to start expanding on the on the podcast jason because um it's something that you started when yeah, I started in 2019, beginning of 2019. Um, 
the the impetus of so it's the epic dad podcast uh go check it out i love that name by the way <laughs> thank you i love that name <laughs> um yeah the impetus of it was you know i wanted to learn how to do these things and i didn't necessarily have the knowledge yet i was reading all the personal development books reading all the marriage books business books parenting books all that good stuff and decided that it would be really cool to have start having conversations with people who you know, have an expertise in all these different areas. So we've had, you know, college, uh, you know, getting your kids into college kind of experts, nutrition experts like yourself on there a couple of times, um, parenting experts, marriage experts. But, you know, that's kind of evolved too, is that, you know, I'm doing a lot more of just what I've learning and, and kind of teaching what I've learned over the years um, and bringing that space in there too. Um, but yeah, the podcast has been, it's, it's been a very eye-opening um, yeah. kind of thing. And, and I'm sure you know this too, just, just having conversations with, with interesting people, um, mm -hmm. growing your knowledge and, and opening your eyes to different parts of the world or different aspects and different viewpoints that you would have never thought of on your own. Like me as a white, straight American, you know, just, I, I don't have the same uh, experiences as, as say you or mm -hmm. you know i've had some uh a, a gay father which was really interesting uh to see how that that dynamic works out as a parent yeah um, yeah and so yeah it's just been a really really good way to learn different aspects of of marriage and parenting and, and just being a man um had a lot of conversations about you know masculinity and vulnerability as as a male uh and you know what that looks like in society today and and how you know maybe we should change it a little bit you know you, you mentioned before uh you know the 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 thought of being a provider as a dad yeah and yeah. that piece to me is something that i really want to explore a lot more and probably will over the next uh few months on the podcast but you know the the traditional thought of being a, a provider for a dad is, is always monetary and yeah, there's yeah. so much more that we have to provide for our family and not just with our time, but with our knowledge. And if you're not there, if you're just working, you know, 80 hours a week, it, it's hard to, to, to provide for those other, those other aspects. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, Jason, let's go ahead and go there, man, because I, I think as you're describing that you just posted a reel about what that means. And as you're talking that out, uh, I mean, you mentioned the 80 hour work thing. And the first, my first thought is, uh, I mean, I, I stepped away from what I viewed as a very much a dream job because that's what it was going to entail. It was going to entail 80 hour work weeks, travel. And the only thing that I heard, uh, was your kids are going to have to be okay. And your wife's going to have to be okay without you. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and for me, that was a harsh reality. And when I realized that it was the answer of no was easy. And and I wonder, can you expand a little bit more on what you, what you feel like it means to to be a provider? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> monetarily is one way to provide. Absolutely. One and, way. Yeah. 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 And but for, for me, like I said, there's there's always the, the knowledge that you're gathering just by being around, being responsible for these you know these children and being able to you know if something goes wrong like say my high schooler goes to a party or something and, and finds that 
they're drinking at the party and, and somebody wants to come home. If I'm not work, if I'm at work or something, I can't be there to, to help out. I can't be there yeah. to help her learn life lessons and, and make better decisions. She'll just remember me as like, well, he got me into college through money. So I yeah. guess that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's also this, you know, I mentioned in the reel a little bit too, but you're, you know, if you're considering yourself as the dad and, and, uh, in a more traditional kind of say, you know, husband works and, and mom kind of manages the household, you're, you're taking away the, the whole idea of what your partner provides, uh, you know, the nurturing, the yeah, yeah, yeah. cooking, the everyday getting people to play practice or, or whatever it might be, you know? So there's, there's so much more to provide. There's love and warmth and, and, you know, being able to read to my kids, we did that a ton when they were little, just sitting in bed and reading. It was, it was the best times that I can remember. And if, if I was too tired from working all day, you know, that, that would have never happened. No, no. Uh, two things. One, I wanted to comment on, you mentioned that you had a, a, a gay dad on your pod. Uh, mm -hmm. one, Representation matters. Thank you for doing that. Uh, two, it's so funny. My brother-in-law sent me this science fact, and it was like, <laughs> dads who do more chores are more than likely to have daughters who are very ambitious. <laughs> and, and he sent me that a little bit more as a slight because he knows his sister, who is also my wife. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was very interesting, too, because like when I think of providing, and you, you're actually one person who has helped me kind of expand on my consciousness around what providing really means. But a provider is someone who provides nurture, right? A provider is someone who provides space. I mean, you made the 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 example of your daughter going to a party and drinking and you're not being able to be there for her if you're working and to provide those life lessons and, and to provide that space. And so I really love, Jason, your take on what it means to provide. And I wonder as we kind of look at the podcast right now, what have been some of the biggest gems that you've gotten from people on there? Oh man, so many. Uh, <laughs> Let me put you on the spot real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> well, the well, I'll, I'll start with marriage. The biggest thing that I've I've learned or gained from one of the guests of my podcast was Nate Klimp, who wrote with his wife the eighty eighty marriage. Um, was this idea of radical generosity? So. Ooh. The whole idea of, of the book is that, you know, people think of marriage as like this 50-50 thing. And, you know, I'll, I'll do my part if you do your part. And the idea of radical generosity is basically going above and beyond whatever you think is your fair share yeah. and doing what is going to be, you know, great for your your spouse. Uh, for me, for instance, I... I know that that Becky, my wife, likes flowers, so I'll randomly get flowers for her, you know, to put in her office or wherever. I try and get her coffee whenever possible, you know, just bring her a cup of coffee in the morning so that she doesn't necessarily have to do that little piece. And there's a lot of guys, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of Facebook dad groups, which are, are never 
or rarely a good thing, I should say. Uh, yeah, it's okay to say not. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like diet groups on uh, on Facebook. Right. It's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Homer Simpson this into the weeds. <laughs> but yeah, there's like this whole well, she's not doing anything for me, so why should I do anything for her? And and those kind of things. But the whole idea of the book is that okay, so even if they're not doing their what you think of as their fair share does it really matter? I mean, are you doing things for her because you want to show her that you love her or are you doing something for her because you want her to do something else for you? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was the biggest thing on, on marriage, um, uh, that I've tried to bring into my, my life a lot more. Um, parenting has been an, an interesting one there. Um, there's a concept of, um, Oh man, I can't remember who wrote the book. Um, 18 summers, basically your kids are there for 18, 18 years or 18 summers. And then they go off to college and he takes a lot of looks at what he does as a, as a business owner and how he can bring that into, um, parenting. So he will have, uh, what he calls quarterly business reviews with his kids. Like he'll just go hang out with his kids <laughs> one kid at a time you know, once a quarter. And so it's, it's at least he'll get four days of one-on-one -on -one time with each child, you know, throughout the year at, at the least. And, you know, it's cool. They'll go do something, just the two of them outside of the house and they'll do some, uh, have dinner or lunch or whatever, and just have conversations. And, and that really brings more time to kind of organically instill those life lessons into them that you're wanting to, to kind of pass along. Um, so that's something I, I haven't yet tried to, to incorporate just because uh, the pandemic happened and we weren't able to get out of the house. <laughs> so, but I still try and, and find at least some time to do something, you know, with each of my kids, because I, I do have three kids and they're all vastly different and have vastly mm -hmm. different um, interests. And, and a lot of them don't necessarily coincide with my interests. So you know, I, I still try to be a little bit more intentional in, in sharing whatever it is yeah. that they're interested in at the time to, to, to some extent at least, and, and, you know, let them know that I, I'm interested in what they're interested in, um, just for the fact that they're interested in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So those are the biggest things. Yeah. I mean, those two things are, are huge. And, and I, the, for me, the, the coolest thing about having a podcast like this is like I get to learn from people like yourself and I get to take nuggets. Um, yeah. Because the main message around all of this is truly getting back to your habits and rituals and creating that new identity. And I feel like, Jason, that's something that you have done, uh, obviously, imperfectly. <laughs> we are all <laughs> imperfect. <laughs> um, but to me, the picture that I get is this these things right now that you're doing the podcast intentionality behind being a person, a husband, a father, all of those things are, are really big priorities to you. What habits and rituals, what game changing things for you as a, as a high performing person, uh, what do you attribute where you're at right now to? Well, <clears throat> I, I don't think that I would have the energy or the mental aptitude, I guess, uh, to do a lot of the other things I am doing had I not got my health in check first. I, I think that was the biggest catalyst to everything. Um, so for that, you know, I, I try and, and do 
well, I'll go through my little morning routine for you, I guess. <laughs> um, so I, I tend to get up really early, uh, actually, just because my dogs tend to think that five o'clock is the, the <laughs> ideal time to get up and, and go outside. Um, which is fine. I've always been kind of a morning person anyway, but, uh, so I get up early. Um, I usually take, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, just kind of, I guess, settle myself, uh, if you will, I don't necessarily do anything and just kind of sit, take the dogs outside and, um, just kind of be still and be quiet for, for a little while. And then, um, you know, I'll try and do something a little active. I'll either, I, I strength train every, every other day. Um, and then I, I was running every other day. <laughs> um, and, and so I kind of alternate that, but, um, so some sort of physical activity and then, um, you know, I, I get some time to take my, my oldest to, to school and, and ride with her and talk with her a little bit, uh, you know, on the way there. So that's a little bit of intentional, intentional time, even though most of the time she's, you know, still waking up and, or whatever and yeah, not really wanting to go to school, but <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, kind of start my day and go about that way. But what I really started to do recently, um, as far as my marriage is concerned is, is we, we set a date night now every week that we, we try not to miss unless it's absolutely, you know, necessary that something happens. But as often as I can, I try and remind her, you know, how much she means to me, how grateful I am that she's in my life and, and everything that she does to provide for, to provide for me and our yeah, family. Yeah. And, um, not only that, but like how proud I am of everything that she is as a person. Um, yeah. And so just try and still, you know, the, those kind of gratitude and feelings towards her and my kids. And then, um, <laughs> the one thing that I am working on that, that I, you know, you've been harping on me for about a year now is, is sleep. Because uh, yeah. I, well, I probably get like five or six hours of sleep a night, which uh, could be better. But um, part of that too is that that kind of nightly ritual of, of just being able to be with my wife and, and spend some time, just the two of us, which is fairly rare um, at this point in time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to connect um, just in that certain way. And, and, you know, I'm willing to lose a little sleep, uh, for that. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense too. Cause I feel like in this day and age, especially trying to share space with someone in that way, it's like <laughs> you miss each other and you like do the best that you can to try to yeah. connect. So yeah. 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 My wife works at home. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we both, work at home obviously um but yeah. it's still it's, it seems only you know we, we stop for you know half an hour to eat lunch together or whatever uh but other than that we're kind of doing our own things uh she runs her own business so she's very busy too yeah. um so yeah it, it's nice just to kind of be able to turn it all off at night um yeah yeah I mean, if that comes at times at like the crux of like getting great sleep for good sleep at times, like I dude, uh, go, go connect with your wife. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, well, all right. So there's so many more questions that I have, Jason, but I, I think that it can kind of be boiled into 
literally the only pre-programmed questions that I have for guests because I do like this to be organic simply because uh, I don't like being held to a script. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I've ever had to do video work and they're like, can you send me a script? I'm like, no, <laughs> just let me go. Um, but these are some of the, the questions that I like to ask a lot of the guests and I really have fun with it. So obviously, Jason, this is the can't believe I made it podcast. So big question for you is, uh, do you believe that you have made it? And if not, what does making it look like for you in your life right now in your season? Hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've actually been thinking about this a lot since you invited me on, um, cause I knew you were going to ask this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I guess my best answer is I've made it to this point. Um, meaning that I'm very grateful for where I am. I'm, I'm very grateful for the things that I have made it through. Um, but I also know that there's, there's so much more, I, I'm not at that potential where, where I could be yet. And I think that's where, I don't know if I'll ever make it to, to that point where I feel like I've quote unquote made it. But I'll always be very grateful for where I am and enjoy every moment of, of that. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. That's a great way to answer it. I'm pissed off that you already had an answer before. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So se uh, second question, I obviously this pod is about the hero's journey. So I always like to see kind of where people come from, from that aspect. Uh, who is your hero comparison and why? This could be obviously uh, any, you know, fictional characters. This could be real heroes in your life. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just go fictional since it's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. Um, I guess you can't see it, but I've, I've got a, uh, a Captain America shield up over here. Um, yeah, I think it would be probably Captain America. Just the the idea that you know, exudes this kind of leadership quality that I, that I want to embody and, um, always feels like he has a, I guess a, a greater good, if you will, uh, yeah. a purpose for whatever he's trying to do. And, and that, that purpose is, is always, or at least seems to be always the, you know, the right thing to do the right over what's easy. Yeah, that's probably who I would most like to embody. I love that. Yeah. The uh, yeah, Marvel is also one of those other things that I have not watched all the way through. So oh, I'm gonna man. have to ask you. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you because <laughs> I just saw Spider Man uh, like two, three uh, during the holiday with my father and brother in law, uh, and it was amazing. And I was talking to them. I was like. There's been so many damn movies that I have not watched. So you and I will have to connect off air on like what to start with. Cause I also loved Iron Man too, but I stopped watching after the second one. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, I'll, you've got an excuse. You've got little you. ones. I didn't see any movies for like 10 years. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried showing, I, I tried showing Rory Spider-Man the first one. Cause she's been really interested in it. Uh, we got halfway through and she's like, dad, this is too scary. It's like, okay, right. we'll, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back to this at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky enough that, um, 
I guess it was before like Infinity War ended, you know, the actual yeah, yeah. Avengers once ended. My all three of my kids got really into it. Well, two of them more than the other one. Yeah. So we actually did the whole, you know, started with Iron Man and went through the entire 10 years worth of movies uh before that before we all went and saw that one in the theaters. So yeah. Um, yeah, and now that's 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 actually part of our family time now is every time there's a new, you know, Marvel Disney Plus show. Badass. Yeah, we'll we'll get together and watch that. So it's been fun. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I tried showing Rory Sandlot last night, and she was not interested in that, and it broke <laughs> my effing heart. Yeah, kids, kids didn't enjoy that one either. So yeah, I'll, I'll get maybe, it. Maybe I'll... wait till she's like preteen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then she'll fall in love with Benny the Jet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Jason, man, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, very last question for you so you can get back to uh, all the amazing passion project work that you're doing and all the stuff that I need you to do for your life. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you? How, they, how can they connect with you? Uh, what sort of exciting things do you have that us as a pod fam can support you with? All that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, right now, the best place to get to me is uh, epicdadpodcast.com. That'll get you to the podcast and then links to the Instagram, which is probably where I spend most of my time now. Okay. Um, so that's uh, epic.dad.podcast, I believe is the handle there. Um, and then, yeah, interesting things coming up uh, within the next couple of months. I'm, I'm working on a couple of projects and hoping to do a challenge to uh, help dads kind of get off the sidelines of their life and learn how to start creating that intentional life, uh, yeah. whether it be as a parent or, or husband or, or whatever it might be. Uh, so look forward to that. And more information will, will come on, on Instagram when that's ready to go. And um, yeah, man, it's, that's, that's where you can find me the most. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, Jason, I, again, man, I'm so grateful to, to share your life with you uh, in this season, man. Super proud of you. Not only just uh, with everything that you're doing, but mainly as as a friend, uh, I'm happy to know you. Thank you so much for taking some time for the pod, man. Yeah, thanks, Des. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, don't go anywhere because I want to talk to you afterwards. But sure. as a pod fam, uh, make sure you head to the show notes. You can find all the information that we were talking about there. Uh, it's an exciting time with everything that we're doing there. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in future episodes. But I will see you all on the next pod. Peace. What's up, high performers, high performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes of each and every episode all you got to do is click on the link answer a couple questions and you're in and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos free content for you free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become on the other end we also know that information is readily available it's the application that people need to invest in in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, 
fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.